Welcome to a very special five-part Christmas edition of Sacred City Vision Drip. Over the next five days as we approach Christmas, I'm going to pull from the hymnal five of my most favorite Christmas hymns, and I want to call your attention to some of the most beautiful lyrics that have ever been written. So that as we sing these hymns together in church or you play them in your homes, your appreciation for this music deepens. So grab some hot cocoa, put on that Christmas sweater, get that Spotify playlist ready, and let's dig into some of these great songs together. Okay, guys, we are back with day three of Christmas hymn extravaganza. Okay, well, today's hymn is maybe, I don't know, this might, this might be like the number one uh, because this hymn has so many scripture references. Uh, I'm looking at a cheat sheet here, and it's like at least three dozen Old and New Testament references in this one song, and it's only three verses long. Okay, and this one is a doozy uh, because we've got two heavy hitters that have lent their pen to this hymn. Uh, We've got a guy named George Whitfield. If you know anything about church history in North America, that's a pretty important name. And another dude named Charles Wesley, who we've already heard one of his hymns. Uh, so two heavy hitters coming together and whipping up what we call Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And I tell you what, this is, I don't know if you can make it any better than this. Um, great hymn. And uh, we sing this one a lot. I know we do. And you, you're probably super familiar with this one. And so I hope to deepen your appreciation for it here. So right off the bat, you know the words, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled. Now, this line about reconciliation comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 17 and on, where it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All of this is from God, who, here it is, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So here he says, God and sinners uh, reconciled. Joyful, right? Right, because that's that's the response. Joyful, all ye nations rise. And so it's, it's, it's got this imagery that, the, the, the discouragement, the frustration, um, the downcast nature of of living life under uh, the curse. He's saying, "Joyful, all you nations, rise!" Because the the gloom and the darkness has has gone away. We've been reconciled to God. Join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim. Now, one of the the special things of of um, 
of the birth of Christ is just all of the the occasions where we see angels proclaiming what's going on. Um, specifically, the the shepherds who are out watching their flocks, and the host of angels appear, and they're singing "Glory God to the highest." Um, and, and so here here we have the angelic hosts proclaiming, and so we're we're commanding ourselves. There's this, this command for us to rise up uh, to join the triumph of the skies. Right, Christ is born in Bethlehem, as these angelic hosts proclaim. Um, and, and it's really important here to notice it says, um, all ye nations. So it's not just uh, a gospel message for Jews, uh, but also a, a gospel message for Gentiles um, as well. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. That's verse one. Verse two. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. So one of the things that that we're acknowledging here in this hymn is the eternal nature of, of Jesus. So in, in John chapter one, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word was uh, created all things. And so we have this reality that Christ, the second member, second person of the Trinity um, is the everlasting Lord, from everlasting past to everlasting future. Late in time, behold him come. So it's it's been a while. He's, he's, he didn't arrive, arrive on the scene right away, um, at least not in the incarnate form. Uh, I think that we've got some Christophanies um, throughout the Old Testament, or Jesus, Jesus manifesting himself in various places, perhaps the uh, uh, the uh, Mekeseldek, uh, that priest that we see throughout the Old Testament. Um, anyway, that was a sidebar. Uh, Late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin womb. Again, that's the back to the reference to Isaiah's prophecy. Um, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. So here we have God who, who didn't um, detach himself from his godliness to come and put on flesh. Rather, that, that the Godhead was veiled in flesh, that Jesus put on flesh and dwelt among us. Um, hail the incarnate deity. So God... God, again, incarnate being put on flesh, um, in the flesh, God, the full deity of Christ was pleased to dwell. And then it says, the, the line goes on, pleased with us in flesh to dwell. Right there it is. So this is cool because it, it's it's not just that, you know, Jesus was pleased to come to earth, but but pleased to actually like put on flesh and to please to be with his people. Um, and then the last line, Jesus, our Emmanuel, of course, Emmanuel meaning God with us, and all of that, the, all of those lines of veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, the incarnate deity, um, pleased w- uh, with us in flesh to dwell, right? Emmanuel, God is with us. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And then verse three, hail the heaven born prince of peace. Again, going back to some of Isaiah's prophecies, hail the son of righteousness light and life to all he brings. Now, this is, um, uh, this is where, where we can see a couple of different places where, where we use um, light as a reference to um, Jesus. So um, John chapter one, again, the, the light shone in the darkness, the darkness could not overcome. Um, and life, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father, but through me. So Jesus comes bringing light and life, which are, are 
are typically linked together in order to live. Um, think of plants. In order for plants to live, light has to be uh, a part of their existence. So light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. So here it goes on. Just it's, This hymn is not just about um, his birth, but also the fact that he was crucified and was risen. And as he raises from the dead, Jesus has a resurrection power that works powerfully among those who have faith in him. Um, and we are risen uh, with him and he, we experience the healing, spiritual, physical, all of the healing that he's going to bring in the resurrection. Mild he lays his glory by, born that we no more may die. So he he, he had all of this glory um, and, and we are told that Jesus not counting equality with God, a thing to be grasped. Jesus emptied himself. So he set aside his glory, all of the, all of the honor and praise and glory and radiance and brilliance that Jesus could have demonstrated here on earth. He set that aside um, and emptied himself of that so that he would bring more honor and glory to God. Mild he lays his glory by, born that we no more may die. So Jesus was born and was killed so that death could be killed. Um, because in him, there is, is no death. There is only life and resurrection life. Um, born to raise us from the earth, born to give us second birth. Of course, this is speaking of regeneration of, of when um, Nicodemus comes to Jesus and says, what, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, you must be born again. And Jesus has come to bring light, to bring life to cause us to be born again so that we could dwell with our Heavenly Father in eternity in glory. That's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Come back tomorrow for part four of this Christmas special. Let